Hey guys, GBC Podcast number 51. Feels so good to say that. I'm Courtney Wise. I'm Shane Blankenship. Doesn't it feel good to say that? Yeah, we're almost um, we're almost to 60 now. Yeah, well, <laughs> kind of. We're on our way. It's going to take us probably way. until December to get to 60, but No, cuz we're going to figure we're going to figure out a better way to do this where we can be a little bit more consistent. We're going to do it. So, just a heads up everybody. This is probably the last one for probably what, 3 weeks. Maybe. <laughs> Something like that. Maybe. Because Courtney's out and I'm out. And we'll, we'll see. So hopefully not. Hopefully we'll get to you before the end of July. I'm just pulling up my calendar really quick. But if we don't, we'll see you in August. Yeah. And then what we will get to 60. We'll get we'll get back on the consistent train. Okay, so I was reading, um, I think it was the Bible app or something. Maybe one of the plans in there. And mm-hmm. um, it was just talking about the different names of God. And one of them specifically like um, stuck with me because it was, it was, is it Hagar? The slave? Hagar, yeah. Hagar. Uh-huh. Um, she said, she said, uh, um, oh my gosh, she called, I don't know, it's, El Roy, R-O-I. El Roy. Yeah. And it's the God that sees me. Like, I see the God that sees me. And it just really moved me. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it just seemed really special. And then I thought about all the names that I've heard, and especially Gyro. We sing that all the time. Right. Which, by the way, I wouldn't – I don't know if that's even – is it in the Bible? Gyro? Yeah, Yeah, it's in the Bible. Okay, because I only really have, anyway, I was like, yeah, we sing that song all the time. So I guess I want to talk about God's names today. And actually, you know, Gyro will be in in the Hebrew Bible. So our Old Testament, it would be there probably more often than we even think. Because again, Gyro is a Hebrew word. So unless, unless it's being translated to refer to his specific name or a name that God is being called in that moment, then you're not going to see Gyro just show up because it's not an English word in our English Bibles. It's a Hebrew word. It translates as God, yes? No, it translates as provider. So like or one who our... provides, that kind of a thing. Okay. Jehovah um, is, you know, you know, you hear Jehovah Jireh or Jehovah Nisi or Jehovah whatever. Um, I mean, you put, put one, of the, one of God's attributes or, you know, his nature, his character on the end of it, and people put Jehovah in front of it, right? So Jehovah is a, is a made-up word. It's not, even, it's not even in the Bible. So when, whenever you see um, big capital L, little capital O, little capital R, little capital D in the Bible, that's the most holy name of God. That's the name that when Moses asked the burning bush, or who are you? You know, who, who shall I tell them, tell them sent me? And God responds with, I am, that's the word. So we translate it, or, or you know, we, we translate it Yahweh, or we say Yahweh, which we don't even know if that's correct, right? It's the Hebrew letters Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey. So, I mean, if you were sounding out just those consonants without any vowels, or, I mean, I guess you'd have to throw some vowels in there, the A sound, the A sound, or whatever. For it would us. Be, for us. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Ya, Yahweh, I guess, is yeah. how, you, you know, um, Yavah. I, I, like, I don't know how we would do it, but Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey, those are the consonants of how it's spelled. So anytime you see big capital L, little capital O, little capital R, little capital D in your Old Testament Bible, because it's not going to be that way in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament, that's the most holy name of God. And that's when, when Moses asked God, who are you? That's God's response. I am, I am. That's his response. It's not I am that I am. It's I am, I am. And I think maybe it's easier to understand it if someone came up to you and said, you know, what's your name? I mean, this is always, obviously would be very formal response, but well, I am Courtney, <laughs> you know, yeah. or I am Shane. Or if I walked up to you and I said, are you Shane Blankenship? I am. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but God's response is, I am, I, I am. am. Um, and, and then he kind of goes a little bit further to, I guess, to maybe help him understand or to clarify, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And now, Moses really knows who he's talking to mm-hmm. at that point and understands who he's talking to. So that's, that's the most holy name of God. So one of the Ten Commandments, though, um, and I think this is important mm-hmm. to understand where some of these names come from, but one of the Ten Commandments is you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, mm-hmm. right? So we think that means cuss words. Or, yeah, like G D. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you know, growing up, especially in the South, you don't say G D. Um, or in my house, you don't say Oh my God. Or Oh my, there you go. Yeah, you, you don't, don't say that because that would be taking His name in vain. Okay. Well, the Hebrews would be like, I, I don't even understand what you're talking about. That's that's crazy because God G O D is an English word. It's not a Hebrew word. It's not the word. Oh, it it's is like not the Yod- true. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Word I mean, of- for a Hebrew. To say the word God might as well be to say the name Jehovah, because that's exactly what's happening. So they don't say yod heh vav heh, however it's pronounced. They add vowels to that so that when they get to it, when they read it, they read Jehovah instead of whatever it's actually supposed to mean, so that they don't accidentally take God's name in vain. So to take the Lord's name in vain is to use his name in any way that that is not... You know, worthy, um, not admirable, not like in any way that takes away from his majesty, his nature, that his glory. Um, if you use his name in any way, so if you were just nonchalantly using his name in conversation or whatever, without giving him like that that respect and that dignity, that majesty that is due him, then you've just taken his name in vain. So the Hebrews, just to guard themselves against it, said, "Well, we won't even use the word." <laughs> well, so they make up a word. So they add vowels to yod heh vav and listen, Jehovah. The vowels are all there, mm-hmm. right? Um, the Yod um, is, you know, we, we sometimes translate as uh, a J, right? Yeshua mm-hmm. is Joshua or Jesus, right? That's in, in, in when Yeshua gets translated over into the Greek and we're, we're reading about Jesus, we read Isa. Um, so Jesus and our, so oftentimes the J in, um, in Hebrew gets translated as a Y for us with some exceptions again, Joshua. But if you were reading Joshua in, or I'm sorry, this other way around the, the Y sound gets translated as a J for us. So Yeshua is, you know, starts with a Y sound in the Hebrew, but we translate it Joshua with a J. So Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey, Yod, Hey, the Vav, the Hey, J. Jehovah. Hear all the H's and the V's and the J? It's all there. Well, is Jesus really Jesus or is that our... Jesus is really Jesus. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Yeshua is is his Hebrew name, Yeshua, which we translate Joshua in the Old Testament. We call it Jesus in the New Testament. But the Greek Jesus is Isa. Um, again, there's that Y sound that we convert to a J. So interesting. Sorry, we're probably boring everybody who's no, listening. No, I don't think so. Confusing the crap out of everybody. No, I, I just don't trying think to walk so. through it, just to say that when you when you hear the name Jehovah or Jehovah's Witnesses, well, Jehovah is a made up word. It is not a word that occurs in the Bible. It is a made up word by the Hebrews so that they would not take God's name in vain. So Jehovah Jireh is a reference to the Almighty, right? It is a reference to I Am. But they didn't want to mess up and accidentally somehow take his name in vain. So Jehovah, it stands. Um, and then you hear, you know, Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. 
Well, is like the significance of calling God by a different name just to like call out the character of God, you know, like. Yeah, it, it's certainly. So the different names of God, whether you're talking about Elohim or El Shaddai or, um, you know, Jehovah Risi, Jehovah Jireh. We're talking about all, these are all Hebrew words, right, that are describing the character of God that just didn't get translated. So Elohim, mighty creator. That's the that's what the that's what the term means. So if you're just reading in your Bible, in your English Bible, if you come to a part where it was translated into English, you're gonna read mighty creator, not Elohim. But if for whatever reason the translator wanted to lead that as a just a direct reference to the character nature, you know, as, as a reference to God himself, then they might translate it Elohim instead of into the English version of it, mighty creator, if that makes sense. No, that does make sense. Do we need to do we need to use these names? Not need. Should should we when we're praying? Like I know a lot of times if I'm specifically, just personally, if I'm praying about like a health thing, I do say, you know, you're, you're the, the mighty physician, mm-hmm. you know, you're the perfect doctor. Yeah, absolutely. But that's probably the only one that I do that on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, like provider, like I, that's not something that I, but, but, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm like, there's Jaira, Emmanuel, Yahweh, Jehovah. I'm sure I'm missing a thousand. Oh, there's all kinds of them. So, I mean, is it something that, like, as you learn how to pray better and especially pray in front of people that you should do, or is it just, like, a matter of style? Well, I think, I I don't know if it's a matter of style. I mean, I think it certainly could be a matter of style, but I think, I don't, one, I don't think we should necessarily pray those names. I I think it's fine, too, Um, but but using the Hebrew words, for example, maybe we we think it makes us sound more holy um, or, or more educated to use those terms. But I, so I don't think it's ne- necessary. I do think though, that as we grow in our relationship with God, when we grow in knowing him and knowing who he is, then we grow in that understanding of his nature and his character. And so when you pray in that way, or you claim that in prayer, I mean, you are recognizing he is the mighty creator. He is the all-sufficient one, El Shaddai. He is Jehovah Jireh, the provider. He is, you know, you go through the list. So when we pray, and I mentioned this to you in a, in a text thread yesterday when we were talking about this, I, I don't necessarily pray, you know, Jira. Mm-hmm. We sing a song called Jira. Yeah, Jira. Yeah. You know, I you are the one. Song. Um, so, I mean, we're using the name of God when we're when we're singing Jira, but I don't usually use the term Jira in my prayers. But I most often, almost on a daily basis, declare that God, you, you are the provider, and I recognize our Heavenly Father as my source. And I often pray that, and I actually I pray it in the Lord's Prayer, right? Because in the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus teaches us how to pray. Um, our Father um, in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. You are the source. When I get to give us this day our daily bread, I pray that very literally. And then I always pray, God, I know that you're a provider. You are the source of everything that we have. You're the source of, of our income. You're the source of our food. You're the source of our whatever, our strength, our, whatever. I mean, God is literally the source. So I declare that when I pray and I think, and I, if nothing else, I mean, God doesn't need, need to know that I know who he is. I mean, he knows all things, right? right? But I think it's more for us than for God. I mean, God knows he's the provider. God knows he's the source. Right. But when I declare it, when I say it out loud, I remind myself. 
Well, and two, I guess when I was thinking about this idea for the podcast, I was thinking about praying with my kids. And I do think by like calling out some of God's characteristics, whether that be by saying you're the provider, like the ultimate doctor or whatever, it makes them understand God's character a little bit more than just being like, God, thank you. And, and, you know, we love you, God, this, but if I'm, if I'm saying like, God, you, you created the sun, the earth, the moon, the stars, this family for me, you know, they're like, wow, he did that because they're little, like their minds are just trying to absorb it. So I, I guess I thought it was a cool podcast idea for like praying and praying out loud and for the listener, Mm -hmm. you know, what they're getting from it. Um, you know, sometimes it does sound a little fancy, if, especially if you're using, like, a non-English word. Um, but I, I was also thinking that it was, like, calling out God's character. And I think that he probably likes for us to know who he is. Obviously, he knows who he is. You just it's, said it. Right. But I think for us to say it is a little bit different. Well, certainly when we say it, we're declaring it, we're recognizing it. it, and... It's kind of like one of those we've talked about maybe in the past, certainly on a podcast. I've talked about it in messages before, but whatever's inside of us is coming out. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I think it's important that we confess it, declare it, get it out, uh, talk to somebody about it, because eventually it's going to come out. And oftentimes it comes out on the people that we love most and the places that we don't mean for it to come out. So there is there is something to getting what is inside of us out of us. There's something to that verbal declaration that, that's powerful and that's meaningful. So I think declaring that and saying that and saying who God is, there's something to it. And to, to what you were talking about just a minute ago, I think this is uh, worth mentioning. Um, Marshall last night asked Hannah, how do you ask God for protection? Like in, in prayers. He's been scared of the dark for a couple of So is weeks, Hayden. What couple is of weeks it? Now. I know. Yeah, so it's been it's been it's been a new theme in our in our home. So I contributed to probably crap that he's seen or that he's watched with one of his cousins. And I've, I mean, about a month ago, I talked about you know Pennywise versus the Hulk, and he he sees that crap, um, and then it puts it puts something in his in his head, you know. And I can't undo that, but now I can try to combat against what he's seen. So that's what we've we've kind of been working on. But so he asked his mom, you know, what you know, what do you? You know, how, how do you pray for God's protection or how do you, how do you pray and get God to go, um, you know, to, to help us go to sleep or whatever. So she's kind of explaining, well, you just say, you know, God, will you, you know, God, God protect me. You just literally ask him for that. So, I mean, I could have stepped in there and said, oh, son, here's how you do it. You pray uh, to God. God, you are, you, are, you are our strong tower. You are our fortress when we are in need. Almighty fortress. God, you, are, you, are, um, you know, take us under, the, uh, under your wing. Or, you know, all, the, all the imagery that we see in the Old Testament, right, throughout the Psalms. Well, I could, we could have done all that, but does it really make sense to a six-year-old? Well, probably not. Yeah. The most powerful prayer in the Bible, this is a little off, but it'll make the point. The most powerful prayer in the Bible that I know, or the most powerful declaration in the Bible I know, and I use it almost every Sunday, Son of David, have mercy on me, a sinner. Like, how do do you see people getting, quote, saved, the way we talk about it throughout the New Testament? Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me, a sinner. That's it. That's what they say. I do a much longer prayer. But I don't think we have to, right? It's not a prescribed prayer. So sometimes simply declaring it, God protect me. Because when you're asking for his protection and you know you need protection, that's a t- 
totally different place than just generically praying for his protection. So that's what you told Marshall to pray? That's what Hannah told him because I was sitting in the living room. I heard her (laughs) because... So something that we've talked about in the past, but this is what I used to do, and I guess it's just kind of been passed along. But if you're having trouble falling asleep, just start saying the name Jesus over and over again. I was going to say... Jesus, Jesus, until I fall asleep. I used to do that all the time. Yeah. And I will still do that if I'm having a hard time falling asleep. So we've you know, taught Marshall. So Hannah was kind of relaying that to Marshall. And then I can't, I don't remember exactly how this came up. It says something about Jesus being the son of God and, or Jesus being God. That's it. And Marshall goes, no, he's not God. He's the son of God. And Hannah was like, well, that, that's a conversation for you and your father. Yeah. Your, your dad can explain can't this shame. to you. <laughs> And I was like, I'm not going in there right now. I'm just going to let him go to sleep, and yeah. we'll have this conversation it's, another it's time. It's 9 o'clock. It's, exactly. Well, we, um, I, I try to have my kids memorize a little bit of Scripture. I'm probably not as great about it as you and Hannah. But um, when my kids are afraid of the dark, we do the armor of God. Yep. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like it's imagery. It's yeah, I think and it's, so. I they do mm-hmm. actually remember it. I mean, they can recite it to you if they're not Good. nervous. I mean, they can. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I, all I have to do is like point to my head, and they're like, "Oh yeah, the helmet of salvation." And I point to my chest, and they're like, "Oh yeah," you know. And so mm-hmm. I, I feel like the physical movement with it. And so, anyways, when they're afraid of the dark, which Hayden is three, and so he's afraid of the dark too. He's afraid of zombies. Um, it doesn't work so well with him because he just doesn't understand it at all. Yeah. And so I just, you know, I just tell him, I was like, you know, you're protected and mommy's here, but I do have a bottle. I told you this, a bottle of holy water. And I am like sprinkling (laughs) the room with holy water. I'm like, Jesus, please, we've got to sleep through the night. I'm so tired, but we don't. So that's okay. Um, But your Catholic parents would be proud. My my Catholic mom. Yes. Yes. Well, I don't know if the holy water's working, (laughs) Shane. I mean, I don't know. I'm like trying to burn the images of the zombies away. I don't know. Again, like you, I don't know where he saw it. Don't know what happened. There's zombie principles, so it's like, I think it. I think it must have been on YouTube. Yeah. You know, and have we talked about the zombie um, apocalypse? Uh, yeah, but from the Bible. What have no. we talked about that? No. So, so I totally don't know this, and I don't know if I can find it um, quickly, but I'll try because we did this Bible study in, in the, our Wednesday night Bible study. It's from Zechariah, and so I was reading it to Marshall um, one one you know, one evening, I guess, at dinner time, probably right before we came to church. And I was like, "Listen to what I'm talking about tonight, because this is what you know, the Bible talks about this." And I just thought it was interesting because I was like, "I wonder if this is where the idea of the zombie apocalypse like actually came from. Like, did it come from from this place? Because it sounds just like the zombie um, apocalypse." I, let's see. I, let's I think see a lot of stuff that we see actually comes. I think it's rooted in the imagery of the Bible. I mean, I, I really do, especially like for a non-believer. Like, they hear something and then their imagination runs wild. Yeah, with it for um, sure. I don't have any examples right now, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, it has to. Yeah, it certainly has to. Like, it's 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 originating somewhere. So, right. you know, maybe maybe it certainly originates in the Bible. It's I'm quite sure that it is um, here. And I thought I made a, just a little note of it in Zechariah about sounds like the zombie apocalypse to me or where it came from. It needs to be a Halloween um, message. <laughs> for sure. But, it, I mean, it talks about, you know, people walking around and, like, their eyes are rotting or, the you know, parts of their face um, is rotting. And, okay, um, I have they not look read like, this. They look like dead people walking around. 
Um, so I was like, I wonder if this is kind of where, you know, the whole idea for zombie. Um, oh, it's Zechariah chapter 14. So uh, close. I think it is. Zechariah. So I knew it was in there somewhere. Maybe, or maybe not. Uh, this plague. Oh, yeah, yeah. So here it is. So this is the end of Zechariah. This is the plague with which the Lord will strike all the nations that fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh will rot while they are still standing on their feet. Their eyes will rot in their sockets and their tongues will rot in their mouths. On that day, men will be stricken by the Lord with great panic. Each man will seize the hand of another and they will attack each other. Judah too will fight at Jerusalem. The wealth of all the surrounding nations will be collected. Great quantities of gold, silver, and clothing. A similar plague will strike the horses and mules and the camels and the donkeys and all the animals in those camps. Then the survivors from all the nations that have attacked Jerusalem will go up year after year to worship the King, the Lord Almighty, and celebrate um, the Feast of Tabernacles. So anyways, there's little Jesus, little part. have mercy on me, a sinner. <laughs> Can we never read that again? Right? Like, oh, isn't that awesome? Okay, no, so I mean, now like, Hayden and I are both going to be afraid of zombies. Yeah, so um, I wonder if that's where the idea comes from. Because, I mean, and before this, you know, it talks about where the, the ground splits, a mountain, you know, splits into, you know, these are, you know, end times kinds of things. And then, um, and then all of a sudden the plague goes on the people and they're, their their flesh is rotting while they're standing on their feet and their sockets and their you know their eye sockets and their tongues rot in their mouths. I mean that's zombie, right? That's like I'm that's a, the image of zombie. Yeah, and I need to go back and read this because I don't think in my life <laughs> I have ever read this and I find it really interesting. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we have a lot to look forward to. Yeah. For sure. Are, you, are we in the end times? Uh, who knows? Um, we've been in the end times since the resurrection. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Okay, guys. So um, I hope this was just like a little tidbit for you. Um, just something that I was thinking about. And um, hopefully it was educational at the very least. You have a lot of history teaching, I guess, there. Sorry. It was good. I think it was fine. Yeah. Well, really fast before we wrap it up, because I know it's 22 minutes. Um, we had Fire in the Sky. Yep. And I thought it was successful. Mm -hmm. Do you have any stories? I mean, I don't have any like, oh my gosh, listen to this kind of story. I think there's there's lots of little things I feel like that have come out of it. Lots of little cool, you know, I, I guess stories of our church, you know, stepping up and 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 serving in some pretty incredible ways. So I, I think there's there's some little stories, but I don't think there's any kind of dramatic like, oh my gosh, it's such a powerful story. No baptisms. But, but, but like I think it's powerful. Yeah, I don't I don't know of any baptisms that have come out of it yet, but. You know, there's a there's a gentleman at our church um, who is a senior adult who was ticketing one of the rides. And of course, for those who were at Fire in the Sky, I mean, it was blazing hot, especially until like seven thirty or so when the yeah. sun went down. And like Ed stood his post the entire time. Um, you know, try to come over and say, "Hey, you want someone to relieve you?" And nope, I got it. And he was there from. I mean, like four forty-five, five o'clock ish. He was there from then until. After the fireworks, like yeah. during the fireworks, he was still quote, standing his post. Amazing. So little things like that, you know. Here's a here's a here's a senior adult, if you will, at our church, who is standing out on the asphalt in the Baking blazing like hot sun, yes, and hot. serving faithfully and yeah. happy to do it, glad to do it. Well, I will tell you. I mean, I do have to brag for just a second <laughs> on my little Harper. She's my middle child, but I was helping with the face paint, yeah, and um. She was like, Mommy, can I please 
paint some faces. And I, like, I was going to say no because I was like, there's no telling what it's going to look like. But my kids are pretty artistic. And yeah. I thought, well, I'm just going to, well, I'm not going to say no, you know. And I got several pictures of her and like the look on her face, like she took the job very seriously. Yeah. And she ended up doing like, did you see the fireworks on people's faces? She I ended up doing like the firework better than me. Like Laura Tao yeah. was doing a good job, but there was like, I mean, so I was just like, oh, you want the fireworks? Harper, come here. And you know, she's seven and she just like got real fast into the mindset of like, we're not doing this for us, we're doing this for them. And yep. I'm gonna do the best job I can. I'm gonna paint the best fireworks. And it just was precious. No, that's awesome. And it's little stuff like that, right? There's little stories that I think are powerful stories that they're not big dramatic kind of stories. I mean, so many, there were several people who, like, one of them that was working specifically said, "Hey, do I have to do I have to serve the whole time?" And they weren't trying to get out of work. They were like, "I've got a a friend of mine coming that I've been trying to get to church forever. They're not a believer, and I just don't want them to like be here alone." Yeah. And we're like, "Absolutely, yeah, we will definitely find someone to cover. What time do you need someone yeah. to cover for? What time's your friend getting here?" So there were multiple people who either that was their story or. They didn't sign up to serve. They're like, hey, I, I'm not signed up to serve. I don't want you to think that I'm not, you know, trying to be a part of this. But I've got like four sets of friends and none of them have a church home and I'm bringing them right. to this. Like, so they saw that as their mission opportunity to, you know, get get their friends that they can't get the church otherwise here. So I'm, I'm excited to see what God will do with it. And I, I think that's the powerful thing about Fire in the Sky, um, at least from my perspective, looking back in the past. There are so many moments when, or so many, so many stories when after the fact you hear, hey, I, I was, we were at Fire in the Sky and we just thought we'd come and check out the church. Well, that kind of thing. I do feel like that's going to happen. And I know um, there's people that listen to the podcast that don't go to our church mm-hmm. that think we are a part of another church. They just don't maybe know yeah. like, the name, even though we say it every day, yeah. GBC. Um, <laughs> but I, I got that several times. Like yeah. they were like, oh, this is the church that you do the podcast with. And I'm like, yes, this is, this is it, you know? <laughs> and so maybe if they're trying to put, you know, the dots together. Absolutely. And and I, visit us. I, I know that this Sunday there will be several families here who were at Fire in the Sky who are coming. I say I know that. I mean, they, they've told me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've got every reason to believe that they're coming, right? right. They, I know yeah. these people. It wasn't just a casual, oh, we'll come check out your church sometime. Sure. We'll be there on Sunday. Because, you know, those people don't <laughs> come often. But these people, I, I feel like they'll be here. Yeah. And no, it'll be, it'll be my amazing. hope and prayer is that we see more of that because that's mm. that's really what Fire in the Sky was about. You know, it wasn't overtly Christian in the fact that we weren't doing a worship service. Not that there's anything wrong with that, um, or or you know preaching the gospel in that moment. That's not what Fire in the Sky was about. The Fire in the Sky was about serving the community and showing people. Um, love in a practical way well and i just think like opening up your like being the church opening up your doors without we've talked about this so many times you know how do you preach without preaching yeah you know how do you say like jesus you know the word jesus without saying the word jesus you know and and that's what we did and it was really fun and i really like the video that you guys posted of like the aerial Oh yeah, yeah. One of our Obviously. deacons actually had a had a so uh, cool. drone up, and he he got some pretty cool shots. Yeah, it was neat to see it because down on the bottom, we, we did feel like we were frying like eggs, but um, it was it was really fun. My kids, we all had a good time. Cool. Okay, guys. Well, hey, if you like this podcast, uh, share it with your friends. We would um, really appreciate that. And stay tuned for um, the next couple of weeks. We'll have some more good stuff for you. Yeah, we'll see you soon.